Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Hey, doing really good. It's good to talk to you again. Now, uh, I got to mention it. We saw the headline just a couple weeks ago that you are the second official breakthrough case of COVID after getting vaccinated and uh, getting COVID. How are you feeling? Is everything all right? And uh, are you back at it now? Oh, yeah, I've been back at it uh, for well over uh, about a week ago Wednesday. And I was fortunate that I was had absolutely zero symptoms. Good. Uh, so I uh, was very fortunate. I, I didn't even, you know, again, I didn't know I had it. And the only reason I know I had it was because I had to get a test after I was in a meeting where somebody had said that they had uh, tested positive. So, other than, so you know, fortunately, uh, it was uh, not, I didn't even have, quote, unquote, a mild case. I, I didn't even know I had a case. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's good news. That's good news that you didn't have any symptoms. You just, uh, what do you have to do? Just quarantine for a week or so and then uh, move on? Yeah, I, it was about 10 days. And, uh, but so I, uh, you know, with Zoom and everything else, I we just uh, kept everything uh, running good. for the office. But uh, unfortunately, it, uh, you know, I'm on the road all the time in my district or someplace in Ohio, about every day. And it really kind of put me back uh, on my schedule being out my district. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know that you're all over the place and you have town halls and talking to people constantly. So kudos to you on on that one. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad that uh, you didn't have any symptoms and uh, back at it. There's a lot of stuff in Washington, D.C. I got to pick your brain on right now because I got to admit, I was pretty frustrated a couple of days ago after hearing the news about the federal budget raising of the debt ceiling. Mitch McConnell a week prior saying, you know, if you're going to raise the debt ceiling, you're going to have to do it without Republican support because they needed that 60 votes with the filibuster. And then just not even a week later, he caves. We're going to do a temporary raising of the debt ceiling. We're going to spend all this ridiculous money. I got to admit, Congressman, I'm to the point I don't care if we default on our debts. I don't care if we default on the economy. We have a credit card limit that is our debt ceiling. We can barely afford to even pay the interest on the debt we have as, as a nation already. I don't want to see a $5 trillion federal budget. What can we do to stop this stuff? Well, first of all, you're absolutely right. You're talking about the interest payments. The interest payments alone, if the way things are going, we could be paying a trillion dollars a year just to pay interest on the national debt uh, uh-huh. by the year 2031. So just think about, you know, think about, you know, when you bring up your credit card example, you bring it, you know, what do you do with that credit card? Uh, well, the, the, the storage is going to not bring it back to you because they say you can't, you know, this is your, you're not paying on your card. Yeah. And so just think about a trillion dollars before we do anything else, defending, you know, paying for the military, anything. In 2031, we're going to say, we're going to pay a trillion dollars right off the bat on our federal, uh, for the federal budget. And when you, plus the other thing is what the Democrats wanted to do is extend this thing out so far in the next year that they'd be unlimited, that they'd have unlimited, so they could just keep spending whatever they want to do. And, you know, so when you look at the $1.1 trillion infrastructure package, which is only 10% for roads and bridges, just 10%. So when the American people hear this, they think, oh, we're going to fix all these roads. No, we're not. And the next part of it is, is that, uh, you know, they want to spend $65 billion for broadband uh, development. And I'm all for it. I'm the, uh, for broadband. But when you look at their package, we never had one single hearing in the House of Representatives on that. <laughs> Zero. 
And so, uh, you know, where's this money going to go? How are they going to spend it? How are we going to have oversight? Are we going to overbuild in areas that we already have uh, broadband? So uh, when you when you look what the Democrats are out there doing, it, it, they, they, people say we're going to be as bad as Greece. No, we're not. Greece could never get this bad. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen anything this bad before, and we've spent a lot of money before, but you're right. When we have the $3.5 trillion budget, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure, $5 trillion total, and we don't know all the details that are in it, and the stuff they want to do, uh, as you mentioned, not even having committee hearings on these issues, it's concerning to me. What's really concerning for a lot of individuals that I've heard from as well is the bank accounts of having the IRS uh, track transactions in or out of any personal or business bank account over $600. Congressman, that's anybody that may get a direct deposit paycheck into their account is going to be reported to the IRS. This is insanity. Well, and again, this is this is uh, just absolute socialism. This is absolute government takeover. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason that they would that they need to look into these things. You know, right now it's ten thousand dollars. You know, if you have a ten thousand, those are the types of things they're looking at. Right. But six hundred dollars. $600? And so every American is going to get snooped on by the IRS. What's the Biden administration want to do and the Democrats? Well, we're going to hire more and more IRS agents. Hey, are they getting back the American people's uh, IRS returns from this past year and getting their money back to them? It's taken months. And, you know, in some cases they're saying, well, we have to wait the next year. And we're, I can't tell you how many of these IRS cases my office is working on right now doing that, what are they doing? Well, we're going to scoop on there. Wow. I, it's unbelievable. I've never seen this before. We're talking with Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th Congressional District. Is there a way to stop this? Is there any chance of negotiation, of sitting down at the table, trying to trim some of this down a little bit, or with the majority they have in the House Representatives and the, the bully pulpit they have to kind of work over some of the Republicans on the Senate side, is this kind of a lock sealed and done? What kind of version of the bill that's there right now is what we're going to get? Well, last Friday, we sat till 6.35 in the evening until Pelosi finally gave up on the $1.1 trillion infrastructure package. So after Biden came up to the Hill and uh, the talk to the House Democrats, the, the House Socialists, and uh, so right now on that package, uh, you know, because the Socialists are saying that they want that uh, combined with the $3.5 trillion, and in some cases, that $3.5 trillion could actually be $4.2 trillion, not $3.5 trillion. And one of the things that we also we didn't talk about, they spent $1.9 trillion without one single Republican vote at the beginning of this year. Wow. And that was supposed to be for, quote-unquote, COVID relief, which is about 6 or 8% for COVID, and the rest of it was just giving money away. Sure. So it, 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 we're, we are in, and you say, how can we fix it? Well, we're one year and a month away from the next election, and we're five seats short in the House. You know, it's tied in the Senate. Right now, Manchin, you know, said first that you know, uh, he wouldn't go above $1.5 trillion in more spending. Now he's starting to break a little bit, it sounds like. Yep. But, he, but I think he, the Americans, on the, all of us on the other side of where this is coming down, need to keep his feet to the fire because he said something really important. He said, you know what? We can't pay for the programs we have right now. Yeah. And that's Social Security and Medicare. And so all of a sudden, if you're going to add all this extra money out there, it's, it's, you can't do it. Yeah. Because 
if, if as you keep increasing this debt, we already owe foreign creditors seven trillion dollars. The Chinese, being one, having over a trillion dollars just the treasuries right now. It's frustrating. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we can't afford what we have, and then we want to expand Medicare and Medicaid. We want to expand Social Security. We want to expand this child tax credit to make it permanent, which I laugh when they try to say that it's a child tax credit to send you money because people that aren't even in the income bracket to qualify for the child tax credit are receiving the child tax credit. So it's nothing more than just the introduction for a universal basic income, and it's kind of frustrating. And I think a lot of people feel helpless on that issue because there's not much that we seem to be able to do on it. At the same front, we feel helpless at the border, Congressman, as we continue to see Haitians coming across our border. Now we hear the rumor about another 60 to 80,000 Haitians coming up to our southern border. Constitutionally, what are states able to do down there? The state of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, can they take immigration into their own hands as a state constitutionally, even though that's supposed to be a federal issue? I mean, what can we do with this issue? Because this is starting to get a little scary as well. Well, you know, when I was at the border several months ago, and at, in Texas, and seeing what those people are doing, because again, they're you know, the, it's it's not the Customs and Border Patrol. The people that are on the front line down there are doing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week to protect them. This administration, when I was down there, had taken over 40 percent of those doing what? They're pushing paper now because you know the, all these people coming across, they got to do all this paperwork. Yeah, but. They, when I was there with the Texans, yeah, you know, I met with their National Guard. I met with the uh, Texas Highway Patrol, the Texas Rangers, and all of the, all of these agencies, departments down there, are stretched to the to so thin. Now in Ohio, I know that our governor sent uh, uh, troopers down uh, to help uh, boister and help down there. You know, other states are helping try to keep on the border as much as they possibly can. But in Texas, you know, uh, every time they turn around, you got the federal government trying to stop them from doing something. But you talk to the Democrat mayors, you talk to the Democrat congressmen on those that border region, and they're all saying the same thing. The Biden administration has failed to do their job, and, they, you know, they need help. And when you let loose, as you know, when the Department of Homeland Security can't tell you when he's testifying, the, the, the head of it can't tell the American people in a hearing how many people were let loose. And then it comes out that, oh, yeah, they really knew. It was over 12,000 people. They all disappeared. Yeah. He let them all in. And what happens with that is they're all given a date that they're supposed to show back up for an appearance. And you know what's going to happen? Not one person is ever going to show back up. Not one. Oh, man. And then, of course, it's going to spend years and resources to track them down and find them, give another court date, and then they not show up again, and it's they're, a vicious they're, they're cycle. Not, they're, they're, not, they're not going to do it. Yeah. They're not going to track them down. They don't have the personnel. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it seems like it's overwhelming the system intentionally because now we have, and I've heard uh, since Biden took effect, that we've had almost a million illegal aliens come into the country. That's a number that we don't have the resources to be able to track them down, deport them, the, the amount of time and manpower and money to deport individuals, send them all to court. We can't do it. So then, of course, the other side's going to say, well, the only option, obviously, since we can't track everybody down, is, of course, just to give them amnesty. Is that the yeah, end-all, be-all yeah. here is just to flood the gates and then oh, say, yeah. well, I guess we have to keep them here. In August, 212,000 people crossed that we know of, that we know of. And, you know, and the other thing you have to think about, we had 93,300 people 
die of drug overdoses last year in the United States. Now, when you take off the Border Patrol being able to go out there and protect our borders, do you know how the drug flow is coming across? This, this is where the big dollars are for a lot of these drug smugglers and human traffickers. It's the drugs. Yeah. And, you know, so fentanyl, uh, marijuana, cocaine, you know, heroin. It's flowing across the border now. Oh, my gosh. It's a mess. It's a mess, and uh, it doesn't seem like they have any intention to try and stop some of this. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. Uh, what else is going on in Washington, D.C. right now? I know, obviously, we have the, the budget debate going on. We have the immigration issue that they're trying to ignore. But at the same time, they're I, I'm sure they're trying to work on some other type of ridiculous socialist programs. What are they trying to cram through right now that we're not aware of? Well, I think the American people need to be just watch this. How much are you paying for gasoline right now? Mm. Gasoline prices are up 43% from where they were at this time last year. So let's just go with what they're, what they're doing. From Biden to the Democrats, they're killing American energy right now. You know, uh, under Republicans and under Trump, you know, this country was able to outproduce Saudi Arabia and Russia in oil production on any given day. Yeah. This country became from having no natural gas to becoming the world's largest natural gas producer. And what did this president do on the first day he took office? He killed the Keystone XL, which brings in eight, which brought in 830,000 barrels of oil into this country every day. This would make us even greatly more North American energy independent. And as this is all going on, when we saw these prices going up, what does our president do? He gets on the phone, he calls OPEC and asks OPEC to increase oil production and not here in the United States. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and so instead of keeping our dollars here, instead of making sure that we're, we're secure, that we can help our allies around the world so they're not becoming dependent on Russia, and especially talking about Russia, what's the, what's the Biden administration do? He took the sanctions off Nord Stream 2, which would be bringing in Russian natural gas into Europe. And so this president says that we can't produce natural gas in the United States, but he's going to let the Russians bring it into Europe. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I cannot make this stuff up. No, no, of course not. And, and just talking about, I mean, energy and just inflation all around, I know this is kind of a dumb question, but are we seeing any hope of lowering inflation a little bit? I know we're trying to spend this money with the federal budget. Again, this is going to raise inflation even more. But like you mentioned, gas prices are up right now. Food prices are up right now. Housing prices are up right now. I mean, everything in the private market has seen a massive inflation of, of, of the cost of them. Is there any hope in sight for that stuff to drop back down at all? No, because uh, we, we just witnessed the uh, highest oil prices yesterday in seven years. Uh, we've seen inflation in highest in decades in a year. And so people are going to, you know, we're all going to, you know, we have very prepared. Your heating costs for this winter for your home, they're going to go up. Your price of, uh, of buying uh, goods, good, you know, for, as you mentioned, it could be milk, it could be bread, it could be meat, whatever. In Ohio, 82.5% of everything that comes into our state is trucks. So if you look at that number, how in the world, because they, anybody that's in the trucking business is going to have to do what? Raise raise their price because it's, their oil prices went up 42.5%. Yeah. So 
we are. I, I mean, with this, with I, if somebody would have asked me before this administration got sworn in, do you think they could destroy this country in six months? I said, impossible. Well, they're on their way of having gotten it done. <laughs> they found a way to do it. Good golly. Last couple of questions before we let you go. I know you're busy. Uh, we did see a shooting in Texas a couple of, a couple of days ago as well with uh, the school shooting at, uh, at a school, unfortunately. And, of course, the first thing the media did was say, oh, look how illegal that was because they broke the new. Uh, and all of a sudden, they have a new concealed carry, open carry, you know, a Texas law for concealed carry weapons. Uh, I know it's a little early right now, but have you heard any rumors of the other side trying to come after Second Amendment rights again with some of their legislation? Well, you know, they're always after. And I'm, and I'm a big Second Amendment guy. I shoot during the national matches at Camp Perry every year. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a hunter and everything else. And, they're, and yes, they'll, they'll try to do something. But, uh, you know, we, we, we have to stay ever vigilant on this. And... Uh, I, we just have to make sure because you've got an administration out there that's doing everything it possibly can to, to uh, take away your second. Yeah. No, and I've... also your first amendment rights when you look what they wanted to do now with school board meetings. And it's like, wait a minute, that, you know, that's Americans' right to be able to attend meetings. And uh, so when they're saying they can't have the Department of Justice, and some people saying it's terrorism, it's like, this is, this is where this administration is going. Yeah, they're locking things down left and right. My concern with the two-way issues is that they're going to use that as a public health crisis. Obviously, if people just abide by things with, you know, wearing the masks and social distancing and getting the vaccine or else you're going to get fired and, and raise your premiums on your insurance and all this other garbage by bullying for a, you know, general public health issue, that they're going to try and go after two-way issues in the same sense of, oh, look, guns are the public health crisis. We need to get rid of the firearms. Yeah, well, and this is what, you know, fortunately, if you look, uh, what President uh, Trump's legacy is going to be, having three people on the United States Supreme Court. So, you know, uh, just think where we'd be if we didn't have uh, that that majority we have right now. Yeah, and exactly. And also the over 200 uh, district court and court of appeal judges that he appointed. They're very true. They hang in the balance right now with the U.S. Supreme Court. Last question before we let you go, Congressman Bob Latta, but it is fall time. I want to bring it back down to the local district for you and uh, harvest season. I know that uh, across the Mid-America region, on the agriculture side, we're seeing some harvest of the corn and the wheat and the soybeans, that sort of thing. Have you heard anything from your district how harvest is going and, of course, exports with trading uh, going to China and other places as well with some of these products? Is that helping the economy, and how is the harvest looking out there? Well, yeah, I was on the road last night in my district, and uh, it's amazing how far ahead we are this year because the uh, corn is being uh, shelled right now. We're also seeing the beans coming off. So it's, it's really uh, amazing where we are right now at this time. We want to make sure that prices are up there for our farmers because, again, they're going to be suffering because for them, when you look at higher prices, they're going to have to pay for their fuel higher prices they're going to have to pay uh, for their natural for either natural gas or propane to dry the beans uh, you know these are all these things that uh, the liberals don't think about that it's going to hurt our farmers uh, you know if you start eliminating uh, natural gas and coal what we're going to or pardon me, natural gas and oil what you're going to see happening is uh, all of the different products that are made for it that they need for chemicals fertilizer, anything like that, they're going to skyrocket yeah. because it won't be out there. So all of these things that the liberals and the socialists are doing have a lot of unintended consequences. 
and but it's going to be affecting all Americans in a very short order. But as I tell folks, we have a, a year and a month uh, to the next general election, and we've got to take back the House of Representatives. We've got to take back the Senate. Just now, I got to warn everybody up front that this is important to realize that you know, with the 60 votes that they, they override filibusters over, they get through the filibuster in the Senate. Uh, we won't be able to pass a lot of legislation because you're going to have a president uh, vetoing it. But the, but the big part of it is we're just going to be able to stop it. Exactly. And it won't be coming out anymore. So we'll, the big thing we have to do is just stop this, this craziness uh, once and for all. Yeah, that's the big thing, trying to block what we can for the next year and then trying to obstruct him and make him a lame duck going into the last little bit of his uh, administration. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio, I'm glad you're feeling good after COVID. I'm glad things are going well. Keep up the fight. It's frustrating. People right now are frustrated and feel helpless, and we need you guys to stand up bigger and better than ever. So we appreciate what you do, my friend. Look forward to chatting with you again here real soon. Absolutely. And uh, y'all stay safe.